All right, let's do some voicemails. 317-684-8444 if you'd like to be a part of the program. Mm -hmm. All right, first phone call. We've gotten several calls about this. I made the egregious mistake the other day of calling Social Security what it is, the definition of it, an entitlement because at a certain age and until you die, you're entitled to receive it. And that really, I guess, angered people that I used the technical definition because even they admitted, well, yeah, that's the technical definition, but I pay into it. Nobody said you didn't. But clearly there is more money going out than coming into the program. And on top of that, now Social Security recipients are getting an 8.7% increase, which is $140 a month. Mm -hmm. We have no money in this country. That means that money will be printed, which means it's going to make inflation worse for all of us. And I don't know why people are getting mad at me about this. I'm just telling you the obvious. I'm just telling you what every person can see, that this program from the get-go was destined for insolvency. It's cavalcating towards it. Our economy is a mess. We have no money. And when you get a raise, air quote, I'm not saying, you know, that it makes you a terrible person. Both of my parents are eligible for Social Security. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, if we're being honest with ourselves here, this is an in, the, the, this, this is unsustainable going forward and we're getting closer and closer to where the point of no return is and yet people keep trying to convince me i guess i don't know that social security is the greatest thing and i'm a bad guy for using the term entitlement here's the phone call just a couple comments on social security 8.9 percent uh wife and i are both on social security we need it it's not going to cover our heating costs this uh winter our food costs are going up our prescriptions are going up everything's going up I have a neighbor that feeds uh, birds and squirrels, and she said those guys are going to be given a note that they, she can't afford to feed them as well as she has them. But anyway, uh, in terms of the entitlement remark you made, Rob, okay, maybe it is. On the other hand, I prefer to refer to it more as lottery. As it stands right now, I'm 70 years old. I'm bent in the government. I may live another 30, 35 years, and I can suck them dry on my Social Security. But chances are, according to actuarial tables, it's not going to happen. So it's a big lottery in life. And, yes, we pay into this. It's like buying a Powerball ticket. So call entitlement if you want. By the same token, to a lot of us older people that are benefiting from it do need it in order to uh, be able to have some type of lifestyle. And, no, I don't drive a fancy car. I drive a Subaru. No, nobody's saying you aren't entitled to the money you paid into it. The problem is it's unsustainable. Like, I just feel like sometimes with our audience, we have like two different conversations. Like, we say the words and then they go, yeah, you're technically right, but well, we're done here. It's an unsustainable program. Kevin's not going to see it more than likely. I'm probably not going to see it more than likely. I'm hoping I see it. You're a couple years older than us, so maybe you will see it. But mm -hmm. the point is, why are we? Why is it so offensive that we're talking about reality here, which is that when you have a program cavalcating towards insolvency, and I make an obvious point, which is you can't just tell everybody, well, hey, here's an extra 8.7%. $140 a month. Somebody's going to pay the price for that, the program itself, and the taxpayer, because... The money's going to be printed, and this is what I'm talking about when I say 
We are not going to get out of inflation. So if you want to whine and lament about inflation, then don't be doing a happy dance because you got 8.7% in Social Security payment because every time the government just prints money, yes, somebody may ultimately be a winner, but society as a collective is a loser. I should be, every time I, I get a paycheck, I just look at what I paid to Social Security just assume I have made a donation to my parents' retirement that I will never see. And okay, whatever, but we're never honest with each other about what's going on here. And for some reason, people are outraged that I use the term entitlement when that's what it is. Yeah, well, the $140 a month, though, that will help a lot of people, sure especially will. with the higher prices for food, fuel, goods, services, health care, shelter, the, all of it going up. There, There's some people who need that $140 a month to sustain their life. But I don't dispute that, Casey, but the point is they need it because the government caused the problem. The government printing the money caused right. the problem. Right. So we don't get to go, oh, thank God the government saved me with when they cause the problem and the solution to the problem is only, to, only going to make the problem worse by printing more money. Yeah, it's the snowball rolling down the hill. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Uh, some guy, and I don't see the comment now in the YouTube chat, said he's an Uber driver who got into a fight with a passenger over what I was saying about Todd Young during the last segment. If, that, <laughs> if you're still there, I don't know if that comment got deleted or what, please tell me more because I would love to know. All right, uh, somebody's very mad about us having the audacity to point out that someone other than a Democrat or Republican might indeed be a better choice. Mm. Rob, cut the third-party crap out. Oh. We have a dichotomous two-party system in this country, mm -hmm. and third-party politics just introduces error. Ross Perot, mm -hmm. Ralph Nader, mm -hmm. it takes away oh. from the process of strengthening the two polar opposite parties. Mm. One party needs to dominate and uh, overcome the objectives of the other party. It's like a computer, ones and zeros. That's how you make forward progress. Now, gubernatorial cycles, let's see, 24, 28, 32, 36. Okay, by 2036, Rob, you may be a grown-up. You will run as a Republican for governor, and you will win. You will fix the Indiana Republican Party. You will make the Indiana Republican Party great again. Thank you. He's predicting in 14 years you will be governor of the great state of Indiana. Well, I will still be here with you in 14 years because we know radio is a totally reliable, sustainable, long-term source of employment for most people in this business. So I have no reason to doubt I won't be here with you. Okay, well, in 14 years, I will be at full retirement age. <laughs> I'll be here with Kevin. And able to collect Social Security <laughs> benefits if they are still around. Um, okay, so that's very flattering. Again, I am retired from politics and not that you never say never but i don't see that happening because i'm needed here um and that's nice but here's the thing yeah you're not entitled in anywhere else in the world to have just two really crappy products and if both products suck go well i guess i gotta pick one of the two crappy products yeah i don't see a problem with having choices neither does tulsi gabbard no for that matter uh, the, the only oh, here's okay and, and to this guy's point the only way and one of the reasons i'm so supportive and I, by the way and i posted this last night I am as Republican in good standing as you can possibly get, and I know that inflames people because I have voted in every Republican primary since 2010. Daniel Elliott, who will be the next 
uh, Republican state treasurer told me that just the other day. He goes, you're absolutely a Republican in good standing. I just, and I know this this is a audacity on my part, I have the audacity to vote for the best candidate when that is not a Republican, which seems to be happening more and more often. And in the case of uh, state Secretary of State and United States Senator, the Libertarian is overwhelmingly more qualified and has better views than the Republican. And the Republicans have rigged the system in this state to where you can't almost ever hold them accountable inside of the party because they've rigged the ballot access laws so that it's so hard for regular people to run for statewide office. And if you can get make a dent, they do what they did to John Jacob and Kurt Nicely, which is they spend a gajillion dollars of rich donor money to flush you out in a primary. The Libertarian Party, if you are sick of the Republicans, is the best chance to hold the Republicans accountable and make the Republicans govern like conservatives. Jeff Maurer getting that 10% this fall and the Libertarians getting primary ballot access is the best way to make Republicans behave like Republicans. I'm still a Republican in good standing. I know there's a bunch of Republicans, probably a million or more, that would love to throw me in a creek and let me forget how to swim. But the reality is I want the Republican Party to do what the Republican Party has promised it would do. I want them to live up to their platform. And the Republican Party has proven they are incapable of living up to their own platform. Uh, well, a lot of people question when you mention the third party that that's just going to end up splitting the ticket and you're going to catapult a Democrat into office when that, you do that's that. That's sick, isn't it? Like, if you choose the best, most qualified person for the job, you're the problem. Not the party that nominates the crap candidates. Diego Morales is a crap candidate. Any remotely honest person would look at that guy and go, you aren't qualified to run the local pet food store, much less oversee businesses and elections for the entire state of Indiana. I'm not going to be forced to vote for crap candidates because of a letter next to their name. Jeff Moore is infinitely more qualified to be Secretary of State than Diego Morales will ever dream of being. Technically, in terms of qualifications, Destiny Wells, on-demand abortion advocate, is technically more qualified than Diego Morales because we actually know what Destiny Wells does for a job. Jeez mm -hmm. Louise. Uh, all right, let's close on something good, shall we? Yes, we got uh, We got into a conversation yesterday about what was the best mm -hmm. movie ever made in the state of Indiana. Yeah, Money Wise listed the movie made in every state, the best movie in every state, and when it came to Indiana, they said it was the movie Hoosiers, and a good portion of that movie was filmed in Brownsburg. Yes, a part of it was filmed in Brownsburg, Knightstown, all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so we got talking about, I said, you know, it's probably 1A and 1B, mm -hmm. which is Hoosiers and Rudy. Rudy, right. And our good friend Jake Query from 107.5 The Fan made a great point mm -hmm. that, and it was an egregious error on my part, breaking away also should probably be in that conversation. Filmed on the campus of IU. Because a very young Daniel Stern, who is mm -hmm. one of the greatest actors in the history of ever, Home Alone's Harry, was uh, also in Breaking Away. So I wasn't was, there one other movie that you mentioned as well. Uh, I don't know. Was there? Uh, I, I don't know. Blue Chips. Blue Chips. Yes, thank you. Was also a big portion of Blue Chips was filmed in Frankfurt at the at the uh, very famous Frankfurt Gym. Yes, that is I don't correct. think I've ever seen Blue Chips. I've 
seen Breaking Away, but it's been many, many years. Phenomenal acting by Shaquille O'Neal and Anne Hardaway and mm-hmm. former Indiana star Matt Nover. Bob Knight is in that movie. All sorts of famous basketball players in that movie. Bob Cousy's in that movie. Good movie. So thank you to people who waited on that. However, somebody did call about some more of, because we were you had asked me, do I know people who are in the movie Hoosiers? And yeah. I said, I know multiple people who were extras in the movie Hoosiers. And somebody called and made an incredible point about one of the main characters in Hoosiers. Any local people who were in the movie Hoosiers, the guy, um, uh, one of the coaches, and you may have mentioned this, I got distracted. The guy, C.W. Monday, a local artist here in Indianapolis, um, was was in that movie as a coach. I think in the background you see him throwing a clipboard down. Um, and then the kid who prayed all the time on the basketball team, I think he actually was a student at a Christian school in Brownsburg. Hmm. And uh, look, obviously, I've lived in Brownsburg for 36 years, Mm -hmm. and I never knew this before now, which blew my mind. I said, this guy must be misinformed. And so I looked it up, and the guy, the character's name was Strap Pearl in the movie, Mm -hmm. and he was played by a guy named Scott Summers, who did indeed go to Bethesda Christian School, which is still a school in Brownsburg. There you go. Now, which one do you think? You said A and B. Hoosiers and Rudy. Yeah, it's got to be. Which one's your favorite? It's got to be Hoosiers. You think so? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a. In terms of the story of Indiana, the shot that Bobby Plump hit is arguably the most significant event to ever happen in Indiana history. When you think about how that helped catapult Indiana high school basketball into mm-hmm. a frenzied golden mm-hmm. age that lasted until these morons screwed it up by going to getting rid of the single class system. So basically 45 years of frenzied golden age off of a, a single event. But do you think the golden age is over? Oh, it, for, you, it used for basketball? To, yes. Oh, yes. I mean, when you, when you used to think of Indiana, you would think of corn and basketball. It's a football state. They ruined it. So that's what I'm saying. Should Rudy be on top? No, because no, because that no, that movie was so central to I mean 40 45 years. That was what was it, 1953 or 54? Mm -hmm. And then they went into the late 90s, so easily 40 plus years. And there was nothing more important in this state every single year than high school basketball. And every person, superintendent, board, commissioner, principal, athletic director, Mm -hmm. any person who had anything to do with destroying high school basketball in this state I loathe you <laughs> and you should be shamed until your final days on this earth <laughs> it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC that number again 317-684-8444 if you'd like to chime in we would like to hear from you we've got Hammer joining us next on 93 WIBC